welcome to Turn the Page, the official podcast of the Syosset Public Library. Uh, please introduce yourself and tell us about this awesome book. Yeah, so my name is Gina Kazaza, and I am the children's author of You Really Truly Do Belong. It's a book about an alien's journey to Earth and finding belonging. So first of all, it is really sweet. Everything about the book is just really, really good. Um, and the artwork is so good, too. Um how so first of all where did this book start um i love the idea of this type of affirmation being told from the point of view of an alien Mm -hmm. um who is adorable by the way um there's a lot going on here so um where did this book start okay so it's an interesting um story back in 2021 i was just kind of like me getting my life together. Like I lost my job during 2020. I was living in LA. So things were still shut down. And then I left for 2020 and went to Long Island where things were more, there was more freedom. And then when I went back to LA, like I felt like I was reliving like what I escaped a year ago. So it was like crazy. And I really just wanted to strengthen my mindset and my body. I was just in that time of like, I need to get a little stronger. So I found a survival school and paid to get kidnapped. And I'm okay. I'm like, survival. Wait a second. Wait a second. This is taking a completely different turn than I was expecting. What is a survival school? So it was, it's a survival. Well, first of all, I was just looking to like, see if I could survive a kidnapping like Ellie's crime was getting out of control like it was just like a like it's just scary and I'm a petite female I'm you know I'm I was 31 at the time but I look like 10 years younger like I'm five feet tall under 100 pounds like the perfect kidnap victim so I was like I just want to know like if someone came up from behind me like could I defend myself and I was like let me do some Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which I was doing at the time. And let me just see now if I could put this stuff to the test. Because when I do it on my brothers, I'm dead every time. So <laughs> I'm like, let me just see. Like, So I found this survival school. And the survival school really wasn't what I thought it was. Like, It was about like how you survive in the wilderness. Like how to build shelter, how to... all that stuff. And when I found the kidnapping part of it, I didn't know that it was based off of military seer, which is like, if they were to get kidnapped by the Taliban, like how they would survive. And a lot of military people do this um, civilian program to prep for, you know, either doing seer or military, like anything like that. So I just thought it was like a simple kidnapping where like they come up from behind you and like, try and stuff you in a trunk. Like, I didn't know that it was like a kidnapping where they torture you, put a bag over your head, you have to escape and you're hunted all night. Like, I was just like, what did I get myself into? Now, I signed up for this at the end of January, beginning February of 2021. And at the time, my mom was like, 
mentioning strengthening your mindset and all that stuff. So I'm like, oh, I'll pay to get connect and let's, and uh, she's like, who can help us like strengthen our mind? And she was thinking I was looking at like a spiritual person and I was looking up a Navy SEAL and I found a Navy SEAL that, um, w- that would allow me to come join his program, which it's his program was called Team Eagle One. It's still called Team Eagle One. And it's the most successful Navy SEAL military prep program in the country with a 96% success rate in graduating buds. So I told him, like, I just paid to get kidnapped. I don't know if I could survive this. Like, could I come and train with your team? And he was like, if you're crazy enough to get kidnapped, like you're crazy enough to come join us. Like, I want to meet you. Like, come on down. So I went down to meet him and it was just supposed to be like one day of training and that was it. And I don't know what happened, but he just happened to say something that he said he's never said before. I guess it was meant for me because he said, if you think day one is hard, try day two because your mind is going to give you every logical excuse not to show up. And they're all logical. So you're going to listen. And he goes, and it's your job to fight that and show up to day two of training. So when I finished day one of training, which was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, I wanted to quit seven times in the first minute. I've never done anything so grueling in my life. And I was in so much pain afterwards. And he was right. Like, I did not want to show up. And there was every logical excuse. I'm a female. I'm not even in the military. I'm not going to become a Navy SEAL. Like, like none of this matters. And yet I was so intrigued that I showed up and he was like, join our team. So I did for a month before I went to get kidnapped. And then I like thrived at the kidnapping. And then I went back for another month before I officially like went to Long Island for the summer and said goodbye to LA for a bit. So wait a second. So how does this tie into the book? (laughs) So when I did all this, the last month of training, I, so I showed up to Team Eagle One um, and my whole entire life, I felt like an outsider. I felt like I didn't belong. I felt like, you know, I just didn't, fit in exactly. And I'm air quoting fit in because I've learned what that really means. And when I was in this Navy SEAL training program, the last month of training, I learned the true meaning of belonging. And when I was there and I finally discovered at the age of 31, what belonging really means. And I felt it, understood it, and finally developed the belief that I belonged, uh, my whole entire life changed in that instant. Yes, that team and that experience changed my life, but that belief that I belong in a program where I didn't fit in, I you know wasn't going to be named. All these things were stacked against me. I was the runt of the litter. I was terrible. I couldn't, I couldn't barely keep up. I couldn't keep up with them. And yeah, when I finished the last two weeks of training, I learned what it truly meant to belong. And when I said goodbye to everyone, I said, thank you for teaching me what it truly means to belong. And from this experience, I am going to write a book. And the next day I left, so I left training on a Sunday. 
the next day was a Monday. I took myself to Joshua Tree um, in California for the night by myself, no service to um, write this book. And I wrote it in four hours. It just kind of came to me from inspiration because I literally just experienced it. Like when you write what you know, it just kind of happens. And then it took me a year and a half to end up making and finding Illustrator and, and you know, going through the process of what it actually means to publish the book because that was not my strong suit. The writing was my strong suit. So it just kind of happened for me where everything else took a bit longer and it was new and different and I had to learn. Um, but yeah. it was, and I always explain that the whole, like this book would have never came about if I didn't decide to train with the Navy SEAL. If I didn't decide, let me get, let me see if I could survive a kidnapping. Like I didn't expect coming from that to discovering the meaning of belonging that I've been searching for, for 31 years. So it's so crazy because like hearing this whole story, the book is so soft and so <laughs> gentle and so far from, you know, the idea of being like um, training with Navy SEALs and, you know, kidnappings. Uh, so like, did you did you always know that the alien was going to be the main character? And what, what I love about it also is, you know, this alien comes to Earth and finds children um, and, you know, the alien, I believe, is a child. Mm -hmm. of an alien child doing you know just doing things like playing lacrosse or you know like um doing music and the alien's first instinct is always well I don't know how to do this thing so I'm not even going to participate um which you know obviously the alien is like well obviously I don't belong but then as time goes on you sort of find out what that means and you know, that maybe by taking yourself out of the equation and saying, because I don't know this thing, I'm not going to participate, doesn't mm -hmm. mean you don't belong. It just means that you're not there. You, you, you need to get yourself there. Yeah. So, okay. So I chose rhyming. It's a rhyming book because all the childhood books that I remember rhymed. So for me, they've always stuck with me. Like I can't said the ant was one of my favorite children's books. And I really wanted to make an impression on kids because I feel like everybody in life doesn't feel like they belong at some point in their life, you know, whether it's with one group of friends or one, you know, like they don't have that. And when I'm hoping that gets into their subconscious is that they always belong no matter where they go. And a reason why I chose all these different things like sports and music and racing cars is because they all are different yet something that we as kids tend to experience because our parents throw us into a bunch of different things to see if we develop a passion for anything and, you know, get those creative juices out. So um, also when you do something for the first time, it's new, it's different, it's hard, it's frustrating, especially when there's other people around us that are doing good or better, you know, and we don't tend to give ourselves that time to grow. So when, what I learned when I was in the Navy SEAL program is that fitting in is changing yourself for someone else, you know, changing yourself to fit in. And yet belonging is that you can just be you and belong. And when I was in the Navy SEAL program, I didn't belong in the sense of, I mean, I didn't fit in, in the sense of 
I couldn't do a pull up. I never, like, I never ran. I was always like super last in the runs, like, like at least by 10 minutes, I couldn't do much. And yet I showed up and I participated and every week I got stronger and stronger and better. And what I learned was that I was accepted no matter what, like every week I was accepted. And it was so frustrating for me to be terrible. It was so frustrating for me to show up every week and still be last all the time. And, but the whole entire time I would just tell myself like, Gina, you belong, like you're amazing. You belong, like keep on going. And just by knowing that and getting the encouragement from everybody, it really helped um, affirm that. So when I was writing this book, I was just thinking about all the things that I experienced as a kid that was just hard in the beginning. And I chose lacrosse because it rhymed with a cross, um, as opposed to like softball or soccer or basketball, which were things I did. Well, a, um, I, have to, I have to just kind of throw in here, you know, as um, a, a Long Islander, like lacrosse is kind of big here. I don't mm -hmm. know if it's as big in other places as it is here, but I feel like the East Coast lacrosse has um a really big following and i'm not sure if that really transfers to the rest of the country not that I, not that i think that that would um make anybody who's not familiar with it dislike the book i just like as a long islander i'm like yeah lacrosse i know lacrosse yeah well my animator because you know the book is also an animated book so with the purchase of the book you also get the digital movie with it and when I was turning the book into a digital movie, I had to send the animator a clip of people playing lacrosse because he's never even seen the sport before. And I love that because it reaffirms the book too, because it's like something new. What, what adult, it's very rare that we as adults experience new, allow ourselves to experience new things. So parents are also reading this book to their kids. So I also think that it's really cool that they get to also discover something new if they didn't experience that before. And it's just also another thing that I get to engage with kids um, when I'm reading the book to them at school events or speaking events or anything like that, which I think is really cool. And to answer your question regarding why I chose an alien, I, I, I wanted every single kid that was reading this book to feel like they can connect to the alien. And I didn't think that a young boy could connect to it being me as the main character. And I, like I said, I just feel like we all don't belong. And I just remember, I can't say the ant, that book that I read, and it was an ant and, you know, and I was able to relate to that aunt, even though I'm not an aunt, you know, but it just made it so different because it was not in the human realm, you know, and that's what I wanted for the alien. And I changed my mind. So I hired the illustrator. I told, well, I was looking for illustrators and I mentioned an alien. I wanted an alien. And then like two weeks before we were working together, I changed it. And I was like, you know what? I think I want me as the main character, put me. And then she was like, are you sure? Like that alien idea was pretty cool. And then I was like, you know what? Yeah, let me just stick with the first one. Let's go with the alien, draw me an alien. And then she drew this character and I was like, oh my God, this is what love at first sight is like. I never experienced this before. And I just fell in love. And I just knew right then and there, like this was the best choice for me because like I said, every, and I think every adult, I mean, I had so many adults that read this book to their kids and was like, 
my gosh, not only did this help my child, this helped me. Yeah, uh, definitely. So um, how did you find your illustrator? Because again, like the illustrations are just amazing. I love them. Thank you. Thank you. I found her on Behance. Do you know Behance? It's like, it's where you can find designers, illustrators. And I was just look, I had a style in mind of what I wanted. So I did a lot of research. I looked up a lot of books and I looked up a lot of illustrators and their styles and stuff. And then I found Behance where it shows illustrator portfolios and stuff. So I started looking that up and putting people in my favorites to look back to. And I'm in the film business. So I did a web series a couple of years ago and reached out to my animator and asked him if he does drawings. He said no, but he had a few people in mind and he sent them over to me as well. So through him and Behance, I narrowed it down. And then I just chose one illustrator at the time to just write me a sample because I had a limited budget and to write a sample was about a hundred dollars. So I was like, instead of me getting like 10 people to write a sample, let me do one at a time because if someone is great and amazing, like that makes my life a lot easier. I only had to pay a hundred dollars. So I asked this illustrator, the one I ended up going with, if she could just draw me a sample of the main character, an alien. And through, you know, I sent her the PDF of the manuscript and everything. And she sent me back this alien and I fell in love and I was like, you're the one, like I'm hiring you. And then we worked together. I gave her some ideas of what I wanted around the book. I really wanted it to be people from all around the world. And I wanted handicapped and I wanted, you know, it was also, um, cool that I decided to self-publish because I also got to put myself and my family in the book as well. And there's a military spread of people lifting rocks and the little well, Yeah. So I, That's so me. as soon as you explained the origin of the book, I was like, ah, yes, now yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of cool in terms of the fact that I got to put all these different things like my brothers are the people playing lacrosse because we were a sports family and my parents are in the music area because my dad's really big into music. And so I was able to make these little Easter eggs for me for the book that make it even more special when I'm reading it out loud to kids. Another question I guess I had. So first of all, like, yeah, the book is extremely diverse. It's extremely inclusive. It's got like everything going for it. Um, so do you, so you said you do like, um, visit, like school visits and things mm -hmm. like that as well. How has that experience been? So the book just came out two months ago. So it's been good so far. I actually ended up going back to my old elementary school where I remember Shel Silverstein coming to read a light in the attic to us. And yeah, Sh Shel uh, Silverstein made his way around here, didn't he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> yes, he, did. he did. Yeah. And I still have his signed book. And so it's really cool to be able to go back to the school where I remember having my author experiences and visits and then being an author. And it's just been fun every single time. I The kids 
getting engaged at the end because we do a Q&A together and we talk about the book and what they learned from the book and what their takeaways are from it have been pretty awesome. Actually, the first reading I ever did, I had I didn't realize I did this, but I dressed just like the alien and I had no idea. I had that's so funny. <laughs> I had the orange shirt and I didn't know. And when we were doing the Q&A, the, it was first and second graders. And they were like, you're wearing the you're wearing jeans like the alien. And I was like, I am. And then someone was like, you're wearing the shirt. Oh, my God, you look like the alien. And then they had me like, you know, show the alien and myself. And I was like, oh, my God, I had I had they not pointed out, I wouldn't even have realized. So it's kind of cool because I've come to realize how much they retain and how much they soak in and how attentive they are which I'm not a mother. So I don't have, I don't know much. So it's interesting to uh, really dive into the minds of kids um, as I get to do these readings. So are you going to work on another book after this? Oh, that's the question that I get asked all the time. So I have been thinking about it since this book just came out. I am really focusing on not just getting the book out there, but also developing a YouTube channel around the main character where the main character is animated and experiences feelings of not belonging by the end of the animation, discovers it and, you know, or building self-esteem and self-confidence and belonging on a YouTube kids channel. That's what I'd really like to do within the year as I still talk about the book and everything. And then maybe make a little plush toy of the alien. And within the next two years, I'm thinking about doing You Really Truly Are Enough. And I feel like not feeling like you're enough, you're good enough, you're pretty enough, you're smart enough is a really, really big topic that I believe we've all also experienced so the next book that I would like to come out with is You Really Truly Are Enough. However, I want to really take in the first book that I did and get it out there and do as many speakings and readings as I can and create this animation. And um, when that next book comes, it comes. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm headed. So you said that you were also in the film industry at one point. Yeah, I still am. Yes. Oh, you are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so how was that different than um, kind of figuring out the book and publishing industry? Because I know you mentioned you self-published. Um, mm -hmm. How like do you think did you feel like that gave you an advantage? So being in the film business, I'm a comedian, I'm an actress and I I've directed, I, I write. So I've been in the whole finding an agent, finding a manager, what that's like, getting producers to check out your work and all of that translates to the book, you know, finding a publisher, finding an agent. So it's very, very similar from what I did there to the book. And a friend of mine, he is a children's author. He owns a publishing company. His name is Brendan Deneen. He wrote the book Night Night Groot. And it's an amazing book. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. I read that book to my kids all the time. It's it's a pretty awesome book. So he's been mentoring me on it, it, on this experience of publishing. And he was like, give yourself a time frame. Like, give yourself like a six month to a year time frame on reaching out to publishers and agents to see if they're interested. 
And then when you feel ready, self-publish because self-publish isn't what it once was. There used to be this stigma around self-publishing where you're not this real author, you know, and he said, you know, that's not the case anymore. People are taking self-published books seriously because most people only do like one to two books a year they're publishing and they're getting thousands of submissions. You got like a 1% chance. And it's the same thing with filmmaking is that like, at least now I got this book for if I do another book to I have a better shot if I want to go the publishing route I don't know like with a publisher I don't know if I'd want to I really like the self-publishing route but it's the same thing with an agent or manager in acting or comedy you you do stuff and as you improve you get more recognition and more people take you seriously and get higher you know more credibility and higher agents so I kind of took all that experience with this book and I don't have much patience. So after six months, I was like, I'm ready. Like I want to self-publish. I talked to a few self-published authors. I did a lot of research. Like this is what I want to do. I want to self-publish. And then right after I did that, a publishing company reached out and was like, Hey, we're interested. (laughs) And I was like, uh, I'm sorry. Like I, I'm pretty set on the self-publishing route. Um, But I will say like coming from the film business i've been do i've been in it for i think like it's been uh it's been around 15 years now um i've learned rejection at such so when i was so young um even as a kid um i've learned rejection so young so the one thing with the book is like you get rejected you know i go to a bookstore i go to a library i go to school events and you know either schools aren't interested or bookstores don't want you because you're self-published or, you know, and you, you hear no. Um, I don't hear it as frequently with the book as I did in, in the film business, but you know, um, you kind of build up a tolerance to it where you're just like, I don't, all right, one no down. That's just my, me closer to my next yes. So the film business and being in the film business has really helped me to be more resilient in selling me and my book and, and getting it out there. And so it's, it definitely built me up to be ready for this. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Yes, um, it's been great. <laughs> and um, so once again, this was Jessica with Say Asset Libraries Turn the Page podcast. My guest today was Gina Kazaza. And we are going to close this chapter of Turn the Page. It's time to close this chapter of Turn the Page. Join us for the next episode.